You just showing off what you got. Today's episode is about doing destination things, like getting married away from home. Particularly, we're talking about a different country, which is where I am right now. I'm in um, Wellington Airport in Queenstown, so apologies for the noise and people that come in behind me. I just wanted to answer Crystal's question because she was um, curious about why I'd suggested to her that we do the Australian legals in Australia and overseas we just have a celebration. Why wouldn't we do the legals overseas? And it's a question that many of my couples have. So I thought I'd answer it for you guys in today's Rebel's Guide to Getting Married. My name's Josh Withers. Uh, I'm an Australian civil marriage celebrant. Uh, and I don't say that just to introduce myself, but also to give you the basis for this whole conversation. The Australian Commonwealth Government has given me the authority to marry people on Australian ground, which means if we're on Australian ground, and uh, I think 20 nautical miles, I'm gonna get corrected on that, but a number of miles from the shore, we can do legal marriages there, according to Australian law. So you have to be 18 or over, not already married, not related, one month's notice, that kind of thing. Uh, we can do it in the air, we can do it on the ground, everywhere. Australian marriage ceremonies there. Now, if I do like you know, your big kind of big white wedding in Australia, we'll do the legals and the ceremony on the same day, like as part of the same ceremony, which is quite normal and fine. But when I do overseas weddings in say New Zealand, if I go to um, countries like Italy, that kind of thing, we'll do the legals in Australia. There's a few reasons for that. One is I just can't do legal marriages anywhere else. So I don't have the permission, I don't have the authority, I can't do it. So when, I, when I'm in other countries, we're just having a celebration. It's a ceremony, it's, it's fun, and it's the, it's the important part in my opinion. The legals obviously has a lot of value, um, as, a, as a people would have told you a few years ago as we fought for marriage equality, but, but it's not what makes you married. Like if the legal certificate is the only thing holding it all together, um, that's, that's a sad state of marriage. The vows, you guys celebrating it, kind of cementing it, acknowledging it, giving it space and giving it, a, giving it room to exist, that's what makes you marriage. And that's why, uh, that's why I love the ceremony. So I'm such a big fan of the marriage ceremony. I really do believe it can be and should be the best part of your wedding. So when we do that overseas, that's the date. That's your anniversary date. That's the thing that matters. But the legal part, we can't do overseas. So what do I recommend doing it back home? A, because I can. Um, B, it saves you the money in, um, if, if you chose me to be a celebrant, if you want to get legally married in Italy or something like that, then that's an expense you've got to find to actually uh, to, to get that legal authority in whatever country it might be. And depending on the country, there's so many different rules and regulations. In, in Indonesia, it's going to be uh, a religious wedding from a Hindu or a um, Muslim or a, uh, a Christian priest. Uh, if you're in other countries, you've got to go to the government offices. Like in many of the Nordic countries, no celebrant or no minister or anyone has the permission to marry. They just do the ceremony. It's actually, like what I've been talking about here is actually normal for a local wedding there. That you would go to the government office before the wedding, after the wedding, do the paperwork, but the ceremony would still be the thing. So it saves you the money from doing that. One other thing that saves you is lots of money coming home. You see, if you get married overseas, generally that marriage is legally accepted in Australia, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't give you the same affordances that a couple married in Australia have. So if you're an Australian couple living in Australia and you get married in Australia, you can then, after your marriage ceremony, get your official certificate of marriage, take that to the birth system, sorry, take it to the driver's license people and the passport people, not the birth system marriages. I'm <laughs> sorry for the slip of the tongue. And uh, you would take that to them and say, I would like to change my name to my partner's last name. And that official certificate of marriage serves as your change of name. If you get married overseas, it doesn't. So you've got to change your name the traditional way, as if you you're going from Tom to Bill, and you'd go to the birth test marriages, you change your name legally, and uh, with that change of name certificate, you would then take that to the passport driver's license people, and instead of doing it for free, like they would have done with a marriage certificate, they'll charge you. So depending on where you're at, what state you're in, that can cost you upwards of $1,000 or more. So 
if we do the legal marriage paperwork in Australia, free. The other thing is that the legal marriage certificate you get, no one really sees that apart from you. So I know a few couples, uh, they, they have different feelings about this procedure, about doing the legals on a different date to the ceremony. So not only is it normal in so many you know, Nordic and the European countries, um, celebrities do it, like so many of them get married overseas and they'll do the paperwork back in America. But it's just, it's an okay thing to do. No one's gonna ask, no one's checking you, no one's worried, mum doesn't know or care, and if anyone does say they care, it's, it's just because they don't recognize the value of the ceremony. And if you're watching this and you think, I still think you're wrong, Josh, that's okay. You're allowed to value the legals more than the ceremony, but I don't. And we're allowed to have differing views on that. Um, the only other thing I really want to bring up from there is that if you do do the paperwork in Australia, uh, like if we're marrying overseas, that ceremony in Australia, because it is a ceremony, legally speaking, it's not a thing. It can happen over a table, kitchen table, coffee table. It's a couple of pieces of paper, a couple of words. Uh, you do, do need two witnesses to that. And those witnesses need to be 18 or over, human. They can be friends, strangers, family, whoever. Just can't be me, because I'm obviously a celebrant. It's as easy as that. I usually do it before we go overseas. Sometimes the timing doesn't work, we can do it when we get home. But that's just the legal recognition of your marriage. It's, in my opinion, as much as the legal paperwork does make you married, it doesn't make you married. Standing there, exchanging vows, making out in front of us, celebrating, acknowledging the moment, that makes you married. So hopefully if you've been on the fence, uh, I've brought you around to my side of the, uh, of the fence. And if not, then you're more than welcome to get a legal marriage happening in your own country. Uh, I can still be your celebrant, we can have a legal person to do it, or I don't have to be your celebrant, it's okay. This has been The Rebel's Guide to Getting Married. If you uh, wanna share this around, please do. Uh, it's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, podcast. Click share, let the world know uh, that I am talking about this, and I hope you have a great day.